Hey haters, I'm back. <laughs> um, so I'm just gonna go ahead and roll into the interview and let my guest introduce herself. Hey, my name is Salam Rita, recent transplant from the city of Detroit, and now I work for the city of Jackson. Um, so how was your week and weekend? I know you did the uh, marathon, and I'm glad you're here. Are you like? <laughs> How do you feel? Yeah, I, I, it was, it was amazing. Okay. I, it was my first um, half marathon. Um, I was worried it would be my last half marathon <laughs> too, but um, it was actually like a really wonderful experience. Um, getting there, there were just so many people. I think there were yeah. like twenty one hundred people there wow. yesterday, and just to see that many people in downtown Jackson always gets me really excited. Yeah. Um, so that, so that was really great, and just like the energy and the vibe was really beautiful and. Um, at first, we started off in the 11-minute pace section, which I thought that was my goal, was yeah. to do 11 minutes. Um, but it, it started getting really slow, so we picked up the pace a little bit. But just all the support from like the people that yeah. were cheering, that was so amazing. There was this one point where I was getting really tired, and I, I really didn't think I was going to finish the race. And um, out of nowhere, a group of people dressed in like superhero outfits popped out. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I got this now. Yeah. So it was just like a really great um, way to see how people coming out and supporting each other can be really yeah. beautiful. I wish yeah. people could be like that all the yeah. time. The weather was really good yesterday. Yeah. Usually it's like freezing so much so that I think they canceled last year or maybe like the year before last or something like that. Maybe I'll give it a try like one day in the future from like five years from now yeah know. <laughs> you know you can even go out and walk it like there yeah. were a lot of people out there walking and um some funny things i saw along the way were just like random neighbors around the neighborhood put out like beer and donut tents yeah. too and i just love that so much yeah did you stop for any i wish i could but i was so <laughs> determined to finish i thought the second i grabbed a beer i'd be out yeah yeah <laughs> that seems really fun so you're you're from detroit yes okay so how did you blow into Jackson like how did you end up here <laughs> yeah so um the person you can blame for that is Travis Crabtree okay <laughs> um uh, we met at grad school at mm -hmm. Michigan and he's originally from the Jackson area okay he's from Clinton Michigan I mean sorry Clinton Mississippi originally mm -hmm. and um yeah he'd graduated in the urban design program and we'd met uh, during grad school and you know we started looking at Jackson and what we were going to do after grad school mm -hmm. and I really love Detroit obviously it's yeah. my home and just being there is just you know it's for a really long time I thought that's where I would live for yeah. the rest of my life you know but I came down to Jackson in December of 2016 to mm -hmm. visit his family, and I really just fell in love with it. It reminded me a lot of Detroit in a lot of different ways. Mm -hmm. There's definitely a Detroit-Jackson connection. Yeah, It's really interesting once you start talking to people from Detroit who are like, oh my God, you're moving to Mississippi? Like, mm -hmm. my grandparents are live there. Like, why would you go yeah. there? You know, and um, I just think that there was a lot of opportunity here that just didn't exist in Detroit anymore for me. Yeah. Um, a lot of the, you know, post-industrial buildings that, you know, Travis and I were looking at in Detroit had mm. just skyrocketed in prices because of yeah. just like the inflation that the media was causing mm -hmm. and all the press that the city of Detroit was getting for being like that comeback city, yeah. even though there are still parts of it that are definitely not 
what the media right, says it is. Right. Um, but it's really interesting to see that, you know, there's there's that similar kind of building stock that's also available mm-hmm. here in Jackson that hasn't hit that same type of market right. price. So it just became more affordable for us to work on the project that we want to work on. And plus, I love the weather here. Like, I love hot weather. Yeah. Like, I'm not meant to be in the north. Like, I'm Arabic. I don't know why my parents moved from, like, the desert to, like, mm-hmm. a, you know, a snowy yeah. Like, paradise. even today, like, I'm in a crop top. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wore a scarf, <laughs> a scarf and a hat, and I was like, that's a terrible idea. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I just, I just really love the weather here. And for the work that Travis and I are doing, we're really interested in, like, the region and, like, the weather and the mm-hmm. climate and... You know, I think Mississippi in general is just so beautiful and like the landscape is amazing and just the the natural qualities of the state are so um, what's the word uh, when when something isn't like respected enough yeah. when, when it's like um, I don't know it's it's there's so much potential here to mm-hmm. tap into that um, to the Mississippi landscape. Yeah. So that's something that we're really interested in working on. Okay. Okay, we'll take a break right here. Tired of your coworkers' repetitive microaggressions? Constantly being asked if you date outside your race? Tired of brothers asking you for the hookup? Token Talk Podcast is a collective of perspectives from a token variety. I'm Darius Williams. I'm Thomas Price. And I'm John Spann. We are Token Talk Podcast. Listen to us bi-weekly on Google Play, SoundCloud, and iTunes. Also follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Token Talk Podcast. Like, subscribe, and listen now. Okay, so how was you kind of describing Mississippi and Jackson? Yeah, sorry about that. Um, (laughs) So, you know, one of the things that we're interested in understanding is how we can kind of tap into some of Mississippi's, like, wonderful landscape. Yeah. It's definitely something that I think is underappreciated in a lot of different ways. Um, For example, one of the things that I noticed when I first moved here just kind of like all the creeks and water Mm -hmm. bodies that run through the neighborhood Mm -hmm. and coincidentally we also have a huge flooding problem within the area right um so part of my job at the city is to kind of look at you know what type of strategies can we take in our planning and zoning to Mm -hmm. understand how to mitigate some of these issues for example what kind of stormwater retention designs can we implement in each neighborhood to think about some of the flooding issues that exist so those are just like some of the things that I think is a really interesting challenge when it comes to being here because in Detroit it's definitely not that way We we, we deal with our own issues like snow (laughs) which is you know it, it can get kind of dangerous and heavy out there. Yeah. But you know, um, we shut down. For yes. Snow, right? okay. I've, I've been here for that. And it's a joke. <laughs> because, because let me tell you, I was here in December of 2017 when um, the civil rights, the two museums yeah. were opening up. And I remember it had snowed that day mm-hmm. and like the highways were shut down, schools were shut down. Like, many people didn't come out to the opening yeah. because it had snowed that day. Melvin just told me that it's supposed to snow on Monday and mm-hmm. I'm just hoping that my job is like, okay, you can work from home. Yeah. Because I'm not about that <laughs> life at all. Like, I work in Ridgeland now uh-huh. and that's about 15 minutes from here and I used to hate, because I used to work for the city too, I used to oh, hate okay. just 
leaving Bell Haven to go downtown, mm-hmm. which is less than five minutes. So I don't know <laughs> what I'm going to do if it snows on Monday. Yeah. That's not going to work for me. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. You might want to just stay home for that. It's just crazy because yeah. the thing I didn't realize is that we just don't have the infrastructure no. for it here. You mm-hmm. know, like I thought the roads were bad in Detroit, but... Yeah. It's a whole different story yeah. here. Yeah. Um, so that's a that's been a fun thing to learn about <laughs> Jackson. So what um, what division do you work in in planning? I worked in planning for like four and a half years, and I worked for the city really for twelve years. Wow. So I'm my husband likes to call me jaded. So do you get retirement <laughs> from the city? Uh-huh. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I mean I would because mm-hmm. I I was there so long. But mm-hmm. um, I started in like. I started as an intern and I just like, I went through public works, then went through planning and then I worked for city council. Oh, wow. So you've seen all the different. Yeah. So I'm like looking at you and you like, you feel really good about the work you're doing. I'm like, (laughs) because I feel like I got the life sucked out of me. Mm -hmm. So I don't feel that way about it anymore. But um, working on our own projects kind of help, you know, Mm -hmm. bring life. Because I think sometimes with government, it's kind of like just rolling in and doing what you've always been doing. It's Mm kind of an issue or not having money to do anything innovative. Mm -hmm. But it seems like you guys have been doing a lot of stuff lately. So just tell me about, if you can, I don't want to get you fired. So I hope Candace Cole doesn't listen to this. I'm just joking. She's our communications director, but she's great. Yeah. I mean, it seems like you guys even have more flexibility to talk about things like before it was kind of a situation where the people who were designated for communications were the only one who talked about projects so I mean that's a difference too yeah you know so um where what division do you work in like what's your job and where else you can tell us so I work for planning and development in the long-range planning division. Okay, and that's a new division, right? Correct, yeah. It's a new division that Dr. Kumar started, our current Mm. planning director, about um, six months ago. Okay. So, or sorry, no. At this point, it's been since... February of 2017. Okay. I just feel like it was just yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> um, but basically, he created the long range planning division because he felt that for a really long time, the city had only been doing regulatory planning. Mm-hmm. So basically, right. just picking up all of the like problems and dealing with that. And <laughs> yeah. that can get really jaded after a while. Right. right? It can really pull a lot of energy away from you. And I'm not saying that they're not still doing that. There's still people, planners in the city that are definitely working on regulatory stuff. Mm -hmm. And that's great Mm -hmm. because you need people in place to do that. However, you know, Travis and I and several other people were hired to kind of think about long range sustainable projects Mm -hmm. that can implement human scale and equitable design across the city. And really we're working primarily within like the downtown and 20 square mile radius. And then some of the neighborhoods like the Washington edition, Mm -hmm. Point Dexter, all those areas over there um, near the Jackson state neighborhoods. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's primarily where a lot of our work has been focused right now since um, it has the highest density population density, Mm -hmm. jobs, institutions, and it really allows us to kind of learn a lot um, in a very short amount of time, which is something really important for me. So basically, we've been asked to think about different projects um, pertaining, you know, human skill and equitable design, since that is like Dr. Kumar's mission Mm -hmm. for planning and development. Mm -hmm. And we've worked on several different projects so far that have been, you know, successfully granted funds. Mm -hmm. And so now we're in, you know, the implementation phase of that. So Mm -hmm. 
the you know I started in March of 2018 mm-hmm. so I'm coming up on one year right now yeah. and it's really amazing to look back and think about all the work that we've already done and kind of where we are now mm-hmm. and how we're going to be moving forward yeah. so at this point you know we've got several big projects that are underway yeah and another really great aspect of working at the city right now is being able to work under the Lumumba administration mm-hmm. he is such an inspiring mayor. Mm-hmm. I actually, before I even moved here and applied for a job at the city, mm-hmm. I like tweeted at him yeah. and I was like, I'm so excited to move to Jackson and like work for the city or work out in the city or something like about working with the city. Yeah. And I had no idea that I would eventually apply to work yeah. for the city of Jackson. Yeah. Cause as you know, the employee jobs page to apply for yeah. open positions mm-hmm. is very hidden into the website. Yeah. So when we found, when I found that posting, Travis and I had been working on our own practice, which mm-hmm. is Carbon Office. We've been working uh, in our own practice for about like three, three and a half years now. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had hit a point where we really needed to you know, find, um, find a new network to work in, to like meet more people. Yeah. It's, it's really hard to meet people in yeah. Jackson if you're not connected I to anything. I tell people that all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I've yeah. struggled with that forever. I yeah. think like the last couple of years, just going to different events and being a part of different groups have been easy, but I've been here like 15 years too. Right. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, what have you found like to be the most successful way for people? To well, meet? like we're in Colas. So I was an organizer for one million cups. You might want to consider it because I know we're looking for organizers. But that's really where I've met the most people. Mm-hmm. It's just being a part of that. Mm-hmm. And kind of from there in Facebook has been super helpful too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> meeting people, being friends. Like I met Mel, I think a year ago, maybe on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And I happened to see my Kroger, like, hey, mm-hmm. we're Facebook friends. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, being here has been the most helpful, like being a part of this space. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's really great to hear. Yeah. I think that for me, these types of co working environments are really great for people mm. to meet, especially because you're just with other like minded people. Yeah. Yeah. You know? um, so basically, you know, we're, you know, we've been, so, so we hadn't been working mm-hmm. anywhere. We'd just been working by ourselves, mm-hmm. which felt really isolating. Really? And then we, you that know. That seems ha- like the ideal situation. Like no human interaction is perfect for me. Yeah. But that's, see, that's, <laughs> this is you 15 years later and you're like, I'm so sick of people. I've been working at the city for so yeah. long. Just get them away from me. Yeah. I'm kind of hitting that point. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, uh, basically I had gone on the city website and Mm -hmm. I was, you know, kind of going through all the different tabs, trying to navigate this crazy thing. Mm -hmm. And I saw the employees, employment opportunities tab and clicked on it. And I saw that they were hiring two planners Mm -hmm. and we applied, we sent in our application and then we saw Dr. Kumar at a, um, Mississippi Light Collaborative Fundraiser. Okay. And at the um, architecture school here Mm -hmm. in downtown. And, uh, you know, I had heard that there was this new planning director and he was Indian. And then I saw an Indian guy in the middle of the room surrounded by all of these people. And I was like, that has to be the planning director. (laughs) He's my former professor. Really? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. I have a master's in planning. Oh, okay. 
Okay. Yeah. Fond memories? Um, yeah. I mean, I passed <laughs> and I graduated, <laughs> so we're cool. Uh-huh. Yeah. We can just keep it there. But, uh, <laughs> but um, so I was like, Travis, I think that's the planning director. Mm-hmm. And he was like, okay. And I was like, we have to go introduce ourselves. And he was like, what are we even going to say? And I was like, who cares? We got to go. Yeah. And so I waited till he was done talking to this woman and I totally accosted him. And yeah. I was like, hi, Dr. Kumar. My name is Salam Rita. This is Travis Crabtree. We just moved here from Detroit. We're trying to get jobs at the city. And he was like, okay. And you're like, you know, <laughs> how you can't really read them. Um, and we had a really great conversation. And then, you know, a couple of weeks later, he'd come across our application mm-hmm. and gone back to us. So yeah, that's yeah. good. Okay. Yeah, it totally changed everything. Yeah. So we're going to take a break right here. Hey there, good people. This is Thecca Jones, and I wanted to tell you about something really, really, really good that's going on. Are you ready? The Roguish Gent Podcast is back. Every Wednesday, you can get your Roguish Gent fix with interviews from some of the most interesting people you will ever listen to pop culture hot takes and wondering just what i'll say next we're on itunes spotify and soundcloud all you have to do is search the roguish gent follow me on all social media platforms as well at Decca jones t-h-e-c-a-j-o-n-e-s so you have some stuff going on outside of working for the city you want to talk to us about that a little bit? Sure. Um, so I have a design practice with Travis. Mm-hmm. It's called Carbon Office. Okay. And we do all types of design work. Mm-hmm. Um, anything from consulting to landscape consulting, mm-hmm. architecture design consulting, um, Digital fabrication is something that I'm really into. Okay. 3D printing, CNC routing, something I did when I was an undergrad in grad school. Okay. Um, so we do a lot of that. And we also have um, a building called the Eco Shed mm-hmm. that's located in an industrial park, actually, that is surrounded by Fondren and the Verdant Edition. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have a name. That's something that we've been thinking about lately yeah. is... How do you name an area? How do you go about working with the other business owners? Because it's all the other industrial businesses Mm -hmm. in that area. Is that considered Fondren or Midtown? That's a good question. Or is it in between Fondren and Midtown? (laughs) Yes. See, this is why, like, like, nobody, like, claims us. Yeah. You know? Like, we're in Fondren's backyard, and some people confuse it with Midtown, but it's not Midtown. Yeah. It's not the Verdant Edition because that's, you know, the residential area. And it's just called the Industrial Park. That's what it's just always been called. Um, And so that's something that that we've kind of been looking at is, like, you know, master planning that area Mm -hmm. and um, thinking about how to brand the businesses in that neighborhood. Um, because I, I don't think it's appropriate to call it Fondren. Yeah. And it's also not appropriate to call it Midtown either. Yeah. So I don't know what you call it. That's something that, you know, we've been working on lately is thinking about the name for that. Okay. And something I learned earlier about is that m- the name Midtown is pretty new. Yeah. As well. Yeah. And it used to be called the North End. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> those are... <laughs> those are... I'll be sure that's a See, that's like an interesting because when I first moved here, yeah. I knew about Midtown because yeah. I'd been following kind of what they were doing in Midtown, yeah. you know, while I was in Detroit, just mm-hmm. to kind of keep a pulse on what was going on in Jackson. So 
um, that that was a pretty new thing for me, and it just it kind of made me realize how quickly a city or a place can kind of change. Yeah. And, I don't know, to just be really like conscious of that and to make sure that, you know, you're having conversations with the community. And yeah, the that was going to be my next question mm-hmm. um, was how much do you work with the community a lot? And if so, do you feel like they're receptive? Because I feel like like I was telling you, I work for the city for 12 years. So mm-hmm. we went through a lot of mayors, mm-hmm. a lot of planning directors, a lot of promises, a lot of goals and missions. Yeah. And, you know, after a while, people are like, Whatever. It's going to be something else in a year or two. Right. You know, so how has that process been working with the community? And Mm -hmm. do you feel like you guys have their buy-in? Mm-hmm. So... You know, community engagement is constantly a fluctuating field. Mm-hmm. We're always learning, and like the as you know, in the planning world, mm-hmm. in the architecture and design fields, and even in just like innovative sectors, like yeah. we're all trying to understand what are the best practices for community engagement. Mm-hmm. So I would say that we're really trying to figure that out right yeah. now at the city. One of the first projects that we worked on was the downtown design dialogue. Mm-hmm. We led our first round of that when we had the convention center development mm-hmm. RFP, RFQ process. Yeah. We invited residents and about a hundred people came out, mm-hmm. both neighborhood residents, stakeholders, developers, yeah. people on the uh, downtown Jackson planning board. Mm-hmm. It was actually like really amazing to yeah. see that large of a group of people from all different positions in the city come mm-hmm. together and have this like really involved conversation. Mm-hmm. Now that planning process took us like three months yeah. of like solid like we're just going to focus on like the design the community engagement mm-hmm. and how we're really breaking this up that is not something that every planner can do for right. every project that right. they're working on unfortunately because right now at the city we're you know as you know you have to wear so many different hats yes you have a capacity problem right and that is kind of the biggest thing i see not just at the city of jackson mm-hmm. but in all city governments mm-hmm. you're constantly having to deal with funding issues and yeah. capacity problems yeah that's just the way the game is played yeah and unfortunately it almost makes it difficult to govern a city right. because you have such capacity right. I think the job I have right now is the first job I've ever been at where I only do my job. Right. So where do you work now? (laughs) I work for a law firm in Ridgeland, so I'm a proposal writer there. Okay. So, um... And it's like, I'm just writing proposals. So mm-hmm. I don't have to like manage a website. I don't have to do yeah. graphics. <laughs> I don't have to do like PowerPoints. I don't I have to do all, be on these additional committees and stuff. So it's yeah. like the first time. And it was just something it took so hard for me. It was so hard for me to comprehend. It took like two or three months. Yeah. Where they're like, no, you just do this. And I'm like, and like, what else? Yeah. Like, what else do I need to learn? They're like, no, you just write. And yeah. I'm like, yeah. You're like, are you sure you don't want me to do this yeah. other thing too? Because it was like, I've been there, I was at the city, like that was my only like professional job prior. Yeah. So that's why I was accustomed to like doing a whole bunch of different things. And it's like, oh, and then I have like a portion. I'm not even writing the whole proposal. So I'm right. like, I have help. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Before yeah. it's like, oh, you have to write this and then you have to submit this for city council. You mm-hmm. have to come up with this budget. And it's like, I don't know yeah. what I'm doing. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> yeah, you're like, this is, it feels like a luxury almost. Yeah. Being able to have only one It just job. made me feel really uncomfortable. And it was just yeah. some things I had to undo like mm-hmm. mentally because I just wasn't accustomed to it at all. Yeah. You know, so that mm-hmm. was interesting um, for me. But um, you were telling me about the building you guys have. Like what, what's the purpose of the building? Like, what happens there? Yeah. 
So at the Eco Shed, um, you know, the name really comes from this idea that we would really like to create a living building. So mm-hmm. what does that mean? Yeah. Right. How do you do that? So, you know, we're really interested in understanding, you know, how we can program the eco shed to be this really dynamic space where you're not only consuming food, you're mm-hmm. not just a consumer of the space, you're a producer of the culture and the space that okay, exists cool. within it. And then, you know, what happens after that? Mm-hmm. So, you know, we are having multiple things happen at the building. Yeah. That's why it's kind of a difficult project to explain. Mm-hmm. But it's, you know, a mixed-use building with a lot of different actors at it. So one of the different people that will be at the building is Sam Humphrey. He's doing a farm there okay. at the at the site. Mm-hmm. And he's going to be growing vegetables. We're also looking for tenants to mm-hmm. be in there to do some pop-up food stuff. Okay. So then you take that food from the garden. You use it in the pop-up facility. Mm-hmm. Then you sell it to the customer. Yeah. And you create the energy around, you know, bringing people in, having them be the consumers of the space. Mm-hmm. And then we'd also like to have an event and entertainment component yeah. to it. So, you know music and entertainment is something that I didn't really think was a big thing here in Jackson, which is dumb of me to not consider it since it's the city with soul. Yeah. But I didn't really know that there was a need for that. I thought Mm -hmm. there were already venues and different underground things happening. I didn't really want to be the producer of the space and the producer of the culture Mm -hmm. because that's a whole other job. And I don't want to have both of those jobs. You (laughs) know what I mean? I just want the culture to just naturally exist organically. But one of the things that we noticed when we first opened up the eco shed and, you know, started showing some people the space Mm -hmm. is they were like man this would be a great place to have like a show or a great place to bring like you know people in to shoot music videos Mm -hmm. or you know it's just it just turned into this thing that we didn't imagine at first because we weren't living here Mm -hmm. and so we've redesigned the building seven or six times which is very draining on you because you know you invest all of your time and energy into this idea and then you have to really recognize that it's not working Mm -hmm. you have to step back and you got to go back to the drawing board yeah and that's that's tough but you just got to be honest with yourself and where you are Mm -hmm. you know that's how businesses end up failing is when they don't recognize the communities that they're situated in right so um so that's kind of where the eco shed's at right now we're in our you know, development phase where, mm-hmm. you know, digging up all of the clay and asphalt mm-hmm. that's in the back of the property and getting mm-hmm. all the farm beds together. And, you know, Sam is in charge of that right now. Mm-hmm. And we're um, trying to find funding right now to do the roof mm-hmm. and the interior build out. Yeah. So that's where we're at right now. So we've kind of held off on having any events yeah. at the building right now until yeah. all of that stuff is ready to go. Okay. Okay, so do you think you're gonna stick around? I tell people Jackson's kind of like the Bermuda Triangle. You may get trapped. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like I'm caught in a web right now. <laughs> um, so, what do you envision for the future for Jackson? Um, you know, I'm. I don't really consider myself to be an optimist, mm-hmm. but I'm feeling pretty good about That's Jackson. Good. You know, I really think that there is a momentum here Mm -hmm. and you can call me naive if you want yeah but i've only been here for a year yeah so it'll be interesting how you feel in a few years Mm -hmm. (laughs) i mean it would be good if you know you can keep that feeling but i don't know they kind of beat it out of me yeah (laughs) yeah i feel that i feel that i mean it it gets really hard after a while Mm -hmm. when you know you're doing all of this heavy lifting and you're trying to delegate tasks and no one is picking up the slack Mm -hmm. you know and that can be really draining but 
you know, one of the things that we have going for us right now is that we've gotten two separate million dollar grants mm-hmm. at the in our long range planning division. Mm-hmm. One is for fertile ground and then yeah. the other one is for the one line project. Yeah. And that allows us to do something at the city that we've never been able to do, which is build the capacity mm-hmm. to to give those pieces of the puzzle to other people. Okay. So for one line, for example, we're going to be working on, you know, a five mile multimodal corridor Mm -hmm. that takes you from Dueling Place in Fondren to JSU's campus. Okay. Going down State Street, then down Capitol and then around the parkway into JSU and then back up again. And so with that one million dollar grant from the FTA, it's for transit oriented development or TOD planning. And so basically what that money allows us to do is we can't fix the potholes, yeah. okay? But what we can do is plan and consult out different firms that can help yeah. us redesign the streets to make them more pedestrian friendly and um, more um, available for bus rapid transit yeah. systems, which are the BRT lines that take you, you know, around the city. Yeah, I remember hearing something similar some years ago. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Is that like the same plan, or is this something that's completely new? I'm not familiar with yeah. the previous okay. iteration of it. Okay. Okay. Cool. Um, so I usually do an MVP every episode, and I'm not sure if you heard of this, but I am probably going to share the YouTube video. But um, I'm giving my MVP to a guy who is running for supervisor in Holmes County. His name is Steve McClain. So I'm not sure if you saw his commercial, but he dressed up as... Um, to me, a bootleg superhero. <laughs> That's cool. I'm sad I haven't seen this. I, I can send it to you. Uh-huh. And he's like hopping over potholes and he's like, uh, gotta get these potholes fixed. So it just seems very interesting. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm sure he's gonna win. Um, so I'm giving my MVP to him. <laughs> I want, I hope he has like a fire hydrant logo somewhere on his shirt. I, I think it's like a black, a basic like black t-shirt and like pants and like white boots. <laughs> <laughs> in a mask. <laughs> oh my God. So I am definitely going to share that with everyone. So I want to give a shout out to him for being so innovative to create this commercial and like the music in the background is hilarious. And like there's a woman, he stops her and she's like, uh, what the hell? <laughs> He's like, I just want to let you know there's a pothole ahead. <laughs> so I just, you know, I wish him luck. And I actually want to like, um, my last episode I did an MVP, uh, Robert, I think he recommended it. He was talking about they were completing some construction like in Fondren and state on state but most recently I went down state street like past Fondren and I want to take that MVP back because that street looks like hell (laughs) and really you can go down the street but you really should not if you can just avoid that area until they're done with it (laughs) I'm sure it's gonna be beautiful when they're done but like I want to go ahead and take that back that MVP last one and hopefully just doesn't take all day to fix their street you know but um I guess we're happy that they're they're getting it done at at a minimum. Something's happening somewhere. (laughs) Let's just take it as baby steps. Yes, yes. (laughs) Um, So you're into a lot. Do you want these shady listeners to follow you anywhere? Like, you're going to have to list the city. You're going to list your projects, your personal, like... So where do you want people to follow you and keep abreast of everything that you're into? Yeah, um... I think the best place to stay up to date with the city projects Mm -hmm. is our Facebook at 
JXN Planning. Okay. Or the City of Jackson Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, our Twitter, our Facebook, and our Instagram handle is all the same, at JXN Planning. Okay. Just, we like the consistency. Yeah. Um, I will say, don't friend me on Facebook don't if you don't know me. Because I just, I'm not friends with them either, so it's I okay. I don't like that. <laughs> I, I don't like that. Um, but I do have an Instagram. Mm-hmm. It's just at Salam Rita. Okay. I mostly post other things that we also have going on at the city and mm-hmm. just random pictures of dumb things that I'm doing. Okay. <laughs> so. What about your business? Do you want to like... Oh, yeah. yeah oh, okay. my God. I totally forgot about that um i feel like everything is like my business um and then for the eco shed if you want to keep up with that you can check out our facebook the eco shed or um our instagram which is eco shed jxn okay and also if you want to stay up to date with the fertile ground project the fertile ground has its own instagram it's fertile ground jxn but it doesn't have any posts right yeah, now. Yeah, okay. We won't be probably posting on that one till like end of November. Okay, mm-hmm. okay, cool. And you guys can follow me at Jackson Transplants on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, as well as I, Facebook, and that's Jackson. And I will talk to you here next week. Bye.